Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo, founder of Life Poured Out International. You can find out more about our ministry by going to www.lifepouredoutintl.org. Uh, today, there's a we have a powerful show for you. I'm really, really blessed to have my guest here on the show. But before I, you know, get into the interview and we want to moving forward here, I'm always praying. I'm always asking the Lord to speak to me about each show because it's called Awaken Podcast. Ephesians 5.14, awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. That is my heart. This I don't want this just to be another podcast. I want you to hear from the Lord. I want the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be poured out on this podcast so that you see who you are, the rich inheritance that you have in Christ, so that you're empowered, so that you receive impartation, so that you actually hear from Jesus himself, not just me and not just my guest. I want you to really feel like you connected with the Lord and you received something eternal um, during this podcast. And so I was praying into it and I'm just asking the Lord, okay, what's a, what's a, a scripture? What's a, what's a, you know, what's a, uh, a foundational scripture, you know, for this podcast itself. And I heard the Lord speak Colossians 1, 21 to 22 out of the Passion Translation, because I just love the Passion Translation, but it goes like this. Even though you were once distant from him, living in the shadows of your evil thoughts and actions, he reconnected you back to himself. He released his supernatural peace to you through the sacrifice of his own of his own body as the sin payment on your behalf so that you would dwell in his presence. Now there is nothing between you and your father, Father God, for he sees you holy, flawless, and restored. I absolutely love that. We were once distant from him. We were living as enemies to God. We were in our minds, in our actions, just at enmity with him. But Jesus himself took on our sin. It was crucified to death on that cross. And now we are alive in Christ. He brought us into the presence of God. He He has redeemed us in every way. And it's, it's amazing because the guest that I have on the show today has a powerful story that I really believe will bless you. But even for my life personally, I had a dramatic encounter with the Lord that broke drug addiction off of my life in one moment, haven't tasted a drug, haven't desired a drug since. But then there was other things in my life that just took some time. There's a process a walking with the Holy Spirit hand in hand as he highlights things in our life that need to be changed, touched and transformed. And sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's not easy, but he walks us through this life in process. And even while he's dealing with our mess, Father God still sees us holy flawless and restored because of the finished work of Christ. And so I just, I love this scripture. Um, I really feel like it just speaks to what we're going to be talking about here today on the podcast. And uh, no, no further ado, I want to get into the bio here of my guest. Her name is Jenny Weaver. I'm sure many of you guys have heard of her, um, but Jenny has a mandate to release the presence and glory of heaven through worship. Once a homeless drug addict, a self-cutting Wiccan, Jenny is now a true worshiper and lover of God. Transformed by his renewing power, Jenny's heart is to lead people into an encounter with the Holy Spirit that will transform them as well. She's also best known for singing the scriptures live each week on her Facebook page. Um, hundreds of thousands of people view each week from all over the world and they share their testimonies of how their lives were changed since watching. I've, I've watched it. It's powerful. It's anointed. The presence of God is so thick during the broadcast. The Lord just breathed on it and there's thousands of viewers 
person. So, but anyway, Jenny, welcome to the broadcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor to be here with you. And I've done a, an interview with you before, and it was such a powerful time that we had together. And I'm excited about today's broadcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so some people here that are watching may know a little bit about your Singing the Scriptures Facebook you know, page and your ministry. But if not, just tell them how to get a hold of that and, and maybe just a little bit more about your ministry. Okay, great. Yeah. So um, I'm on social media, all platforms, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, it's going to be Jenny Weaver Worships across the board. And um, right now, they, they tune in in the mornings. I am on at 11.30 a.m. Um, throughout the week, and I'm doing some teaching. Sometimes I just do random prophetic worship and praying. And I do that um, simultaneously from my YouTube channel. So I'd love for them to follow me and connect with me um, on my social media platform. That's awesome. Absolutely. And I, 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 I recommend that for sure. That's actually how I found out about your ministry. I, it, it popped on my Facebook page, one of your videos, and it was so anointed. I just stepped into worship with you and you were just prophesying and it was there was so much freedom. And so that's how I found out about you. And so um, I really appreciate your ministry. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you so much. I appreciate you following singing the scriptures. Man, it's been so crazy the whole journey since that started. So thank you. I think the Lord spoke to you, right? And at first you really weren't having that many, you know, viewers, right? Like there was some some part of your story like that and you were just like doing it by faith and then God just breathed on it. Oh yeah. It was in uh two thousand and seventeen actually. I was I would just get on randomly in in this in the summertime. And I would sing cover songs like Reckless Love. I would do um, How He Loves Us. And I would just kind of sing and just encourage people. And then I would just jump right off. And I did that sporadically. And then in, two, um, in December of 2017, the Lord specifically told me, do not do any more cover videos. Don't get on Facebook Live for the rest of this month. Come back in January. He gave me the date, the time, everything. and said, you're going to sing the scriptures. And I went back and forth with the Lord, like, God, how's that going to work? Nobody's singing the scriptures. Nobody's doing that on Facebook Live. Like, I'm looking for, like, okay, maybe I'll just see how somebody else did it, and that can kind of give me a guidance. Sure. Um, but there weren't a lot of people. I don't want to say there were any, because I know Julie Myers doing it. Um, but there were, I think she's the only one that I know. And so I, I was real hesitant. I was like, God, you know, I don't, I don't want to just, Sing just the scriptures. I want to do some cover songs and I can throw a scripture in there. And the Lord was insistent, just the scriptures. And so I, I just said yes. And then I went live January 5th, 2018. And that video went viral. Over half a million people viewed. Um, and before then, I think I had 10 to 15 people, 20 at the most that were watching. Like, yeah. and to me, I was like, wow, there's 20 people on. I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> but you know what? Even if it's just one and they get touched, it's still good. Sure. But um, going from that to people inboxing me, I had thousands and thousands of messages. I had 2,500 or so friend requests within my like God. a two day period. Yep. Um, so my Facebook just blew up. I didn't even have a following button at that point. I didn't even know how to do that. So I set all that up. And then um, that's when people actually started inviting me that's to awesome. come minister because I was just leading worship at my local church. Absolutely loving life, loving just 
serving under my pastor and being with my family. And so I'd never been invited anywhere to sing. Like it just, I didn't even think that way. And so all of that happened very fast. And that's when TV and the different producers and things started picking up on my story. And it just went crazy from there. Right on. right, And that would be a full-time job going through that many messages and friend requests. Oh, my God. But it was <laughs> it's like hours that I could even look at all of them. But uh, Days. yeah, yeah, exactly. And so um, and then after that, you, you were you were on Sid Roth. It's supernatural. Um, so God started opening up some really amazing doors to share your story. I'm holding a copy of a book that you wrote. And I know this isn't your only book, but it's called The Sound of Freedom. How to bring the God of breakthrough into your toughest struggles released with destiny image. And so it started with worship. And, you know, I know you're at your church and doing a lot of different things, but God's opened some pretty cool doors since then. Yeah, it was amazing. Sid, Mr. Sid, uh, I guess he saw, he heard about my testimony. One of his board members said, hey, you know, there's this girl with this testimony and it's pretty powerful. Uh, it was um, Dr. Keenan Bridges that I that presented that to him. Yeah. And that same week, they had somebody that mysteriously could not make the show. And so they called me on like, a Monday, and by the way, the filming, I think, was like on a Wednesday or whatever. They had one day, they were like, can yeah. we fly you out in one day? And that's how that happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that was the first show, TV show, that I was invited on. And it, it was incredible. And they did talk about my story in The Sound of Freedom, my book, um, which is a testimony book. But at the end, I also give practical teaching about how I was able to come through, how, how I was able to get free and stay free. So yeah, it was powerful. Absolutely. And so just, just reading through this book, you know, one thing that really spoke to me and I did read through it and it really ministered to me this morning. It did, you know, I, I, I've, I've picked it up, you know, I think a few months ago I got a copy, but this morning just kind of preparing for this, I started to read through it and the Holy Spirit really began to touch my heart and speak to me. And I was like, we have to dive into this book today. It's just, your story is such a, um, just a trophy, just like a, a great representation of the redemption of Jesus, his lavish grace, how he can take a life and make all things new. And so tell us a little bit about your background because we're, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about all the different open doors and worship and what God's been doing, but this wasn't always your life story. And so tell us a little bit of, of what it looked like before, you know, and then we'll get into, you know, some of the uh, details of how the Lord touched you and changed you. Okay. Yeah. Great. Um, so basically my story is, um, from birth, actually before birth, the enemy tried to kill me and tried to take me out. Um, I was born addicted to drugs, I was severely withdrawing the day of my birth. My mother was a heroin addict. My father was a heroin addict. And so um, I dealt with that first day out and Satan tried to steal my destiny. But my mom surrendered to God and she gave her life to Christ. And from that day forward, I was brought up in Christian world. And so um, I had a powerful encounter with God when I was seven years old. Um, this was after being baptized in the Holy ghost at six years old and prophesied over. Um, and so when I got hit by a car, I was a young girl. I got hit by a car, a head on, um, and the enemy again, tried to kill me, um, right after that, I had a powerful encounter with God. And that really just was the foundation that I kept going back to. Um, I want to, I, it sounds like 
it feels like a memory, but it's really an encounter. Um, it, it felt like a dream, but it was really just me meeting the Lord. I don't have any other way to explain it. People have been through that. They'll understand. But after being hit by a car, I went to sleep and I encountered Jesus and he came and he talked to me and he pulled me up um, close to him. And so um, when the enemy came in like a flood, when I was about 13 years old, I got very depressed. Um, I started getting vitiligo. So of course, you know, I'm in school. So kids are going to make fun of you. And I went Mm -hmm. through that whole thing thinking I was a mistake. It'd be better if I just left. It'd be better if I just killed myself. And so suicide began to grip me in such a deep, dark way. I would come home from school after being bullied. I would come home to a home that was dysfunctional, parents fighting, abusing us, abusing each other. Um, We were living in severe poverty. We went Mm -hmm. to bed hungry and I would just cut my wrist. So it was like this luring thing. Uh, I, I don't know how to describe it other than a voice luring me, just cut yourself, just cut yourself. Now, when I was doing that, it wasn't as, I'm doing a quote fingers, popular hmm. as it is today, but um, it was still there's this deep, dark, demonic force, and I just felt, I'm going to do it, and, and, and if I kill myself, I kill myself. Now, I'm just a teenager, and I felt alone, so I was cutting every single day, um, and that opened the door for me to get hooked up with a bunch of other girls who were depressed and they were into witchcraft. And so we watched a movie, the craft, and then we started to experiment with spells and incantations and, um, you know, having this supernatural power where we could control things because our lives were out of control. And that's the real lore of the enemy right there. And I always tell parents, that's why we need to be careful what our children are watching what seemed like a very popular movie, what seemed like nothing really took a grip of my heart at that young age and influenced me to become a full blown witch. I practiced the religion of Wiccan. Wow. And so um, that door, of course, is going to lead to um, drugs and out of body experiences. And, you know, so I started to use drugs. Now, fast forwarding, I'm about 17 years old. Um, sneaking out of the house. I'm going to parties with adults, staying out all night, sneaking back in. My mom had no clue. I'm cutting every day. I'm a witch. I'm in an alternative lifestyle. I have a girlfriend in school. Mm. Um, I mean, just everything that you could imagine. And the whole time it wasn't like I was like having a, a time of my life. It was, I was walking through life. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. Life is so awful. It's, Everybody hates me. Everything is awful. That's, that's what I thought constantly. So rejected. And um, my mom moved away. I moved in with my dad, got kicked out. And that's how I ended up homeless and dropped out of school at 17 years old in my hometown. So I have a backpack. I'm still using drugs and I'm doing all this mm-hmm. stuff and now I'm homeless. And so I lived a life of being a drug addict. Uh, I got hooked on heroin. I got hooked on methamphetamines and I did that for nine years on and off nine years in and out of jail, in and out of programs, methadone clinic. Then I'd get right back on another drug crack. I mean, everything you could think of. Um, So after the nine years as when I met, well, towards the end, I met my husband now, Steven, and he was a meth dealer. And 
Um, we started dating and got pregnant and I'm still using meth. He cut me off and mm. I would just steal it from other people. And I was just yeah. a junkie. And I, um, I remember being so low. I hadn't eaten. I hadn't showered days. Um, no place to sleep. I'd be in people's sheds in their backyards, eaten up by bugs, totally dirty and disgusting. You, you couldn't even fathom. If I, I have pictures, and I posted some of the pictures of me being arrested, and it's just like, it doesn't even look like me. <laughs> I just cried out to God, and I said, God, help me. And I, when I say, God, help me, I screamed it with a gut-wrenching scream like you can't even imagine. Um, and that was my prayer. And sure enough, the Lord heard me. He got me out of that situation. I was arrested and I was happy because I was going to get a shower. Finally, I was going to get some food. I was pregnant. I was in a bad situation. I didn't have any sleep. So that's when it all stopped that from that day, God began to restore me back to who he called me to be. And it's been a long journey. I went through deliverance. I got saved and still had devils. Mm-hmm. I had to go through deliverance. People don't know that, that the, the demons and the occult, they didn't just jump ship just because I said, Jesus coming to my heart. I still had a lot of rebellion and witchcraft roots and occult and all kinds of stuff. And so I went through deliverance um, several years after being saved and, and being a worship leader. And God just began to just restore me. And then he began to teach me prophetic worship. And that kind of catches up to where we are today. Sure. sure. And I know I love in your book how you talk about surrender and the power of surrender. And I would love for you to share a little bit about that because for me and for so many people, you have to come to that breaking point where you tried and you strived and you tried to make your, you tried to fix yourself, you tried to fix your life, you tried to make yourself happy, you tried the things of this world, fleshly things, you tried to indulge, do this, do that, to escape, to get away, to, you know, and just, you got deeper and deeper and deeper into a pit. And then it just, honestly, it just takes a moment of like, I can't do this. I'd rather die. I'm I'm broken. I don't know how to dig my out of this out of this pit here and you just cry out it's a moment of surrender like god i I need you and so talk to us about surrender because i just feel like even even as a believer you know not not just as an unbeliever in darkness you know crying out to god for the first time but just a daily surrendering to the lord like even as a believer we can we can be building our own kingdom we could be doing a lot in our own strength and abilities you know and it's just this word surrender that is just so life changing. Then we really begin to live surrender as a lifestyle. I feel like you really begin to see the, you know, the power of God. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. Surrender is the key to breakthrough. Surrender is the key to freedom. Surrender is the cre- the key to um, Christianity. Following Christ, Jesus Himself said, "If any man comes after me." He has to do this. And he gave us A, B, C. This is what he does. He has to, one, deny himself, two, pick up his cross, three, follow after me. That is a lifestyle of surrender. And if not follow after me just one time, it's every day you follow me. And and God is calling us to do that. Every day I have to surrender. It's not, oh, I gave my life to Christ when I was 13 years old and I don't have to surrender anything. That would be crazy. That means, that means it would be perfect. Well, every day I tell, I, I tell the Lord verbally, God, I just surrender my life to you, God. Whatever you want to do with my life, you can do that. And I remember that 
process of surrendering. And let me tell you, it's hard. Um, and I'm speaking as a believer, not just as somebody that's, it's probably easier for unbelievers to surrender to God than it is for believers because the enemy tries to trick us into thinking that process is over when we give our life to yeah. Christ, but it's not. Um, we need to surrender. Even David, let's look all through the Psalms. Why is he always saying, I cried out to the Lord and he answered me. I look up to the hills. God, I need you. God, I'm desperate. Constantly, he was saying, I yearn after you. His lifestyle was showing us this is a lifestyle of surrender. When he fell, he came to God and he surrendered. And so the enemy loves to trick believers. No, you're good. You don't have to, you know, get clean for that. You're God's, you know, he's fine with you. No, no, no. Every day. And I'm telling you, that's why the Lord said about David, this is a man after my own heart. Sure. He already knew David was going to mess up. He knew David was going to have triumphs and valleys and mountaintop experience. He knew all that. And he still says, this is the title. He is a man after my own heart. Why? Because he lived a life of surrender. And so I truly believe that's where it all begins. Some people right now, they're dealing with offense. They're dealing with unforgiveness. They're dealing with hey, I'm giving this up, but I'm not going to give all of it up. And that needs to be surrendered to God mm -hmm. today. And I believe that people are tuned in right now. And God's poking at their hearts going, yeah, you're on here because of that one thing. I'm coming after that one thing. It's standing in the way of you walking in your full purpose and your full destiny in yes. me. And yes. the key is surrender. Yes, 100%. I just, a story comes to my mind of when I first got saved and yeah, I was smoking like a pack and a half of cigarettes a day and I was, I was, I was newly saved and I was at church. I was going to church and I was, you know, I'd leave the service, you know, two or three times to smoke a cigarette and people were looking at me sideways like I was, you know, evil or whatever. And I was just, I couldn't, I couldn't kick the habit. And, um, yeah. I remember I tried everything. I tried cold Turkey. I tried the patch. I tried, you know, literally I heard a teacher one time in high school tell me, I just sat down and I smoked a carton of cigarettes until I got sick of it. And I never smoked a cigarette again. I tried that. I sat down and I smoked like wow. five or six packs of cigarettes to say, listen, I'm going to make myself so disgusted, you know, by cigarettes that I am never going to smoke again. And then guess what happened? I wanted to smoke more because I pumped so much nicotine into my body that I was just fiending, you know, for another cigarette. And so it was a total backfire. And I was uh, newly saved, you know, two or three months. And I remember just being at a loss and I got on my face in my bedroom with a Bible on the floor in front of me. And I just cried out to Jesus. I just said, I, I can't do this. Literally in my effort and my abilities, I cannot do this. You're going to have to do it or I'm going to keep smoking. Like, I don't know what to do to free myself from this. And then I opened up the Bible and the scripture that I laid my eyes on was whatever is impossible for man is possible with God. And when I saw that in the word, I knew it was God literally speaking to me in the moment based on the situation. And I never craved a cigarette after that. I walked out of that room with no desire to smoke again, um, totally free from it. And I smoked for like eight or nine years, like a pack and a half more, especially if I was getting drunk or I was, you know, if I was doing drugs, I would smoke more. And so there was freedom in that moment when I literally just gave up my own efforts and I said, I need you, you do it. And then the Lord spoke to me a word that I clung to, that I held on to, to really walk in freedom. And so I just love how you emphasize surrender because I believe that is the source of our power, you know, 100%. Yeah, I absolutely agree. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, another thing that I read in your book that I, that I loved is, is the story about your father, you know, and in his last few months and how 
identity was really spoken into you. Um, can, can you share with us a little bit about that? Because identity is so key to walking in our purpose and our destiny. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this story, I love it so much. It's so dear to my heart. Um, I remember my dad being in my life in and out as I was a young girl, him beating my mom severely, then being divorced. Um, around the time I was about 13 years old when I started getting depressed and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I didn't see him. Um, I, I got into adult years and I was a total junkie. So communication with family was the last thing on my mind, especially with him. He was estranged to the family at that point. He had got remarried and kind of went off and did his own thing. And so um, I knew he got sentenced to prison for life. That, that information did get to me and I was just like, oh, okay, great. It had no effect on me because I had immensely moved on in my life. I was mm -hmm. married. I was serving in church. I had a child. And so I didn't have any desire to reconnect with him because I thought that part of my life is over. He's moved on. I've moved on and I'm okay. Um, so I remember getting a phone call about 17 years. I had not seen him. I got a phone call while I was in the middle of homeschool and it was a hospital. And they said, Hey, we've been trying to contact a family member for your father. He is here and he is dying and we need to have a family member come in and make the decision to either keep him on life support or to take him off life support. Mm. And so um, I told them, I don't know him like that. You need to call one of my other siblings. And I just hung up the phone and the Holy Spirit said to me immediately, as soon as I hung up that phone, the Holy Spirit said, go to him. Yeah. And so I'm thinking, hmm. <laughs> Not the first thing you want to do. Devil. <laughs> that, that, that may be the devil. Sure. <laughs> trying to rope me back in, you know, I'm trying to like explain it. Like, let me go tell my husband, you know, my side of the story. Cause surely he's going to side with me and, and say, yeah, you don't need to go see him. He's fine. And just to get somebody else. My husband says, I feel from the Lord, you need to go. I'm like, no, really? And so he just kept saying, you need to go. And he said, yeah. I'll go with you. We'll all go. We'll go right now. And so I said, fine, I will go. And I will talk to the doctors and the nurses. I don't need to see him. He doesn't need to see me. Let's just go and get it over with. And so we got in the car and we drove hours. It was in another city. We drove hours um, to see him. When I got to the hospital room, my, my husband walked right in. I could see my father's feet laying in the hospital bed. And I was stuck outside the door a few feet from the entrance of the doorway. I couldn't see his face or anything. I could not move. Craziest thing that ever, ha ever happened. Physically, mm. I was stuck. And all of a sudden, I began to stand in that hallway, people walking all around me. It was like slow motion. I just began to cry. And my husband is looking at me. And he's going, he's motioning me with his hand, come on, come yeah. on, come on in. And I, I'm shaking my head. I couldn't talk or anything. I'm just crying. Tears just falling. And what I'm seeing is him beating my mom, him leaving us, us being hungry, him, him not being there. And where were you? And all of this stuff, all those little girl moments began to come back. And what I thought I was over, I was not over and it was not healed from. And so I stood there for about five, 10 minutes. It felt like just an eternity. My mm -hmm. husband's still looking at me like, I've never seen this. Like, what's going on with my wife? Like, okay. Sure. And then I finally walked in. And when I walked in and crossed, crossed that threshold of that doorway and I saw my father, 
I literally ran up to the bed, kneeled down at the bed. He was totally out of it. He was not conscious at all. Hooked up to every machine you could imagine. Skinny. He looked like he was passing away. And I just said, Daddy, I'm here. And every bit of the past was wiped away mm. in an instant. Now, I know the restoration power of the Lord, and I know the process of restoration. But in my life, I had not yet seen it that instant where God literally turned my heart of stone into a heart of flesh from me taking a step forward and facing what I didn't want to face. Incredible. And from that moment on, I sat there with him for days. I drove up there every day, sat there with him eight hours, me and my daughter. We were saying the scriptures, reading the Bible, having lunch. He's totally out. It doesn't even know we're there. And they said, he's going to die. You need to pull. The, you need to make the decision and let him go. And I just kept shaking my head. No, God didn't say that. God told me to stand on his word. And we sit there and we pray in tongues and the nurses come in and we're, you know, we're going hard. We're praying. <laughs> sure. yep. And on the third day I walked in and my dad is sitting up in that bed, looking at me totally wide awake. And you just, I mean, the whole thing was incredible. And I was Amazing. like, you're awake. Wow. And I said, do you know who I am? Because I have other sisters and it's been so, so many years. I thought, surely he doesn't recognize me. He's on all this medication. He said, yes. I said, who am I? He said, you're my daughter. And I said, which one? And he said, Jennifer, which is my real name. Jen, <laughs> Jenny is my nickname. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, he knew who I was. And he, I'm, I'm pretty sure that all that time he had been hearing us in the realm of the spirit. And um, he was with us for several months after that. And he would go in and out of consciousness. But I can tell you this, the Lord used that to help my restoration process because I didn't know what it was to love a heavenly father because that had been so broken in the earth realm in the natural realm. I didn't know what it was to trust somebody. I didn't fully trust somebody, even with my own husband. That was a process. I had to go through that whole thing. And God used my father to help restore me. He would come out of days of not being awake. And the first thing he would say is, I'm proud of you. And then he would go back out for days. He'd wake up and say, I love you. And then he would say things like, you're beautiful. I had not heard those things wow. my whole childhood growing up. And God allowed him to release that to me. And then he went on to be with the Lord. And he was ready. He was, I'm ready. I'm ready to go be with Jesus. And so God used that to restore me. And all the things that he did, all the hurt that I was carrying, God washed it away. And I believe it was because... I was obedient in that moment to what the Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said, go. And God is telling somebody on this broadcast, on this podcast, you have to face that fear, that thing that happened years ago, what they did, what they said, how they left, how they mistreated you. I'm telling you, God coming for those things. He will bind up the brokenhearted. That's his nature. It's his character. He did it for me. And he's doing it for people right now on this broadcast. Yes. And I even feel the, 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 the Lord just moving on people right now. I can see in the realm of the spirit, tears beginning to flow. I can see um, even memories coming back and God's healing that place, that thing that's been holding people in the prison. 
a secret prison in their mind, even how they connect to people, how they experience life, how they react to people. God is healing those things even right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And that's why it's so important that we continuously share our story. Yeah, one thing I always love to say is you never know what is on the other side of your obedience. There is freedom. There is joy. There is wholeness. Mm. There is life. There is restoration. There is, you know, godly relationships, godly connections on the other side of your obedience. If the Lord tells you to do something and prompts you to do something, you know, it's not it's not to hurt you. It's not to harm you. It's not to expose you. It's to free you. And yeah, it's, yeah. you know, Jesus never said, hey, Life's going to be very easy. You're just going to glide through life. I'm just going to bless you. There's just going to be prosperity bubbling up with no, with no, you know, effort on your part, with no needing to obey and abide and, and walk with me. No, he said, yo, it's going to be, it's going to be a hard path sometimes. It's a narrow road and not many choose to go down that road. But what I promise you, there is, you know, blessing. There is prosperity. There is life. There is joy as you walk with me hand in hand. And we're not just following Jesus from a distance. He is in us. He, his fullness, we are, we are divinely united with his fullness. We get to walk with him and in him as he speaks to us. And yes, he will ask us to do difficult things like confront our pain and confront, you know, um, and you know, if we have unforgiveness, offense, you know, um, open yeah. up, you know, Pandora's box of, you know, some of the ridiculous things and like addictions, you know, sometimes we face addictions and realize come to the end yeah. of ourselves. But in that darkness, comes a great light. A great light arises within the darkness of our lives. And the Lord, he gets all the glory. He gets all the glory. And then it's amazing. It's just one of those things. It's like a cliche that you hear, you know, preachers say, but he takes your mess and he makes it a message. But at the same time, like you could sympathize now with people who have broken, you know, family relationships or those who are in witchcraft or those who have been homeless. There is this godly compassion that I'm sure overtakes your heart because you could sympathize like Jesus can sympathize with us as our great high priest. He walked the same earth that we did. He experienced persecution. He experienced abandonment from his friends and his closest loved ones. You know, you know that that's why he could sympathize because he was human and he experienced what we experienced. And so it's just, it's so amazing and it's hard to even fathom. It's, it's a great mystery, but I just love how the Lord takes our darkest moments and brings the greatest victories out of them. Absolutely. That's so right on. And I love everything that you said. And you're right. I do. I have compassion. A lot of times I'll wake up and one of the first thoughts I have is, how can I help the homeless? They're out there. It's cold. Like those Mm -hmm. thoughts, that compassion and God is, is incredible because it's his heart that we're tapping into. Sure. Absolutely. And Jenny, I know you started to prophesy and speak over some of the people that are watching here, but before we close out the show today, I know there are people that have broken relationships that are struggling with addiction of all kinds, you know, that are bound to darkness that need deliverance, that need inner healing. Um, that are maybe just they feel barren. They feel like where where's God? He seems light years away. You know, there's there's all kinds of people listening right now and um, I want to I want to really encourage people to tune in to uh, Jenny on um, Facebook, 
Jenny Weaver worships. You can go to her website just because that prophetic worship that she's releasing will, you know, if you if you engage and you open up your heart, I really believe it's going to enrich your life. It's going to release breakthrough, healing, life. And so I really I strongly encourage people to join your broadcast, Jenny, because I just I really believe in the power of it, and what, what God's doing through you. But I would I would really love for us to just get into a time where you could just pray and bless the people, however you feel led before we close the broadcast. Yeah, thank you so much. So, Father, we just lift you up, God. We just thank you for this time, Father, for this divine moment in time right now, God, that you designated and designed from the foundations of the earth. I thank you for that person listening right now, God. I thank you that they are not here by their own choosing, but God, that you wooed them in, God, that you literally called them in. And so I stand right now and I prophesy and I decree and declare under the authority of Christ that they shall be whole and they shall be healed. And I say double honor, double restoration, double for your trouble in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, God, that you're wrapping your loving arms around them, God, that you are giving them the revelation of the Father's love. God, so many of us know Jesus' love, and we understand that. We feel the presence of the Holy Ghost, but God baptized them in the love of Father God. I thank you, Father, that for people that have walked through similar things that I've walked through or their family members are out on the streets or God, they're dealing with turmoil in their home and strife and division. Father, that you would come in with the breaker anointing like you did it for me, God, and you would break through and break them out in the mighty name of Jesus. And so, Father, we just bind up every demonic attack, every bit of witchcraft that will try to control the mind and deceive us. We bind that up in the name of Jesus. The spirit of rejection is bound up right now in Jesus' name. We command the enemy to loose its hold off of your family, off of your prodigals, off of your marriage, off of your finances in Jesus' mighty name. And now we lose the power of the Holy Ghost. We lose peace and joy and healing in Jesus' name. And I thank you, God. I hear the Lord saying, you're going to run and not grow weary. You're going to walk and you won't faint. You're going to rise up like the eagle. He is renewing all of your strength. So I prophesy that to you in the mighty name of Jesus. And it is so in Jesus name. Amen. I, I received that as well. And I, I've ref- I heard the Lord speak um, a scripture um, that was just on my heart as you were praying and prophesying. It was Proverbs 22 verse 4. Um, I'm reading as I just pulled it up as you were praying out of the New American Standard Bible. The reward of humility and the fear of the Lord are riches, mm. honor, and long life. And as you were yeah. saying, I declare double honor, double blessing. As you were declaring that, that scripture just, you know, started to pop up in my spirit. And I was just like, yes, as we choose humility, which is ultimately surrender, acknowledging I need God, <laughs> you know, I am dependent on you 100%. It's, you know, it's, you know, and the Bible says that he releases grace, a torrent of grace where there is humility. And so the reward of humility and the fear of the Lord, clinging to him, abiding by his word, obeying his voice, like you were talking about earlier, the rewards of that are riches honor and long life and so i just bless you guys with that today um i know that if you are listening to this broadcast there's no way that the lord didn't you know speak to you in some area or tug on your heart and if the lord's telling you to do something do it 
I'm telling you right now to call, you know, if he's telling you to call your father, your mother, your sister, your brother, uh, you know, knock on your neighbor's door and talk to them, you know, deal with unresolved issues. There is freedom on the other side of your surrender. And at the same time, might be painful at first to face things that are that have hurt you. Um, and maimed you in your life but those things won't ail you and hurt you anymore if you bring them into his light whatever we bring into his light becomes light the scripture says and so that that is just the beauty of the kingdom of heaven so i encourage listeners thank you so much for tuning in today and jenny really quick i know we shared a little bit about your facebook um and a little bit about your website jenny weaver worships but is there something specific you want to share with everybody before about your ministry and what you're doing at this current moment Yes, I do. I want to share that uh, I teach, of course, uh, which is in my book, The Sound of Freedom, but I have an online academy as well. I have over 2,100 students that are in there taking various e-courses, and some of them are in my mentorship group. And so it's called JW, which is my initials, Online Academy, JW Online Academy. Of course, if you go to my website, JennyWeaverWorships.com, you can just click the little tab and menu part that says the academy and it'll take you right there. But I have free courses. I've got prayer courses. I've got all types of workbooks and resources and good stuff. So go check it out and get involved. This is the year to grow and to know. Absolutely. I highly recommend that. Jenny is a blessing. God is obviously moving through her and God has put so much favor on her life right now. And it's it's um, it's it's just it's her ministry is growing and it's impacting so many lives. So I strongly recommend that. And just thank you so much for taking time to join me on the broadcast today. I really, really appreciate it, Jenny. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be with you. Your ministry is awesome. You are the real thing. So I just bless you and thanks so much. You got it. You got it. And so thank you guys so much for listening today. Uh, this is Awaken Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lombardo. You can tune into our ministry, www.lifeportoutintl.org. You can go to YouTube and see a lot of the old shows that we used to do called Awaken Live, my, my uh, Facebook live show. You can go to YouTube and put in Michael Lombardo, but make sure to leave a review, subscribe to this podcast, um, Charisma Podcast Network, um, iTunes, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. It will help get this out to a wider audience to bless so many people around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Until next time, bless you guys.